You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 180, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service and Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 180. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. Howdy. We are iFanboy.com. We like comic books. We read comic books. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best one they liked. They write about it on iFanboy.com. And we come here and talk about this here podcast along with other books of the week, other topics of interest, and other kinds of fun stuff. And before we get to the show, we'd like to warn everyone, remind you that this is a review show, so we'll be talking about the plots and the stuff that happened in the books. So there'll be spoilers. If you haven't read your books yet, pause the show, come back. You'll thank yourself at a later date. And make sure you listen to the end. we got a giveaway, another giveaway this week. we got a winner. So if you want to know if you won the giveaway, the very exciting giveaway, which a, I'm not going illum- to illuminate on, and a new, listen to the end of the show. And a new contest to announce, too. Yes. So listen to the end. There'll be some good stuff at the end of the show if you don't. Listen to our breakdown period, which is the last 10 minutes of the show. Make sure you <laughs> listen this time. This week, Ron J. Richards had to pick. Ron. So um, so this is a big uh, Connor. You should sit back and pat yourself on the back and give me a big I told you so. I did. Uh, I took my pants off first, though. So now well, we're all set. Well, and now that's weird. And it wasn't his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, sure. um, so this week for the pick of the week, I, uh, I, I bestowed upon you Green Lantern Corps number 35. And uh, this is a book that uh, for – is it almost – is it years now? It's at least a year that you've been telling well, me I should, I should be reading it. At least a year, yes. At least a year. Since, yeah. More than that. It's yeah. in Sinestro Corps and, and that's been yeah, – so th- Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a long time and he's been telling me I should read it, telling me I should read it. And, you know, and honestly, like my only, my, only, um, my only kind of reason for not reading it was I just didn't want another monthly book and, and I, I kind of felt like I got my Green Lantern fill in Green Lantern and, and I knew there was a bunch of characters who I probably didn't care about and yada yada. But um, knowing that you know Connor's been you know uh, love you've been loving this book for for a long time, uh, combined with the fact that um, I'm loving uh, the Blackest Night, this whole event that's going on in Green Lantern, and totally enjoying it, and totally you know wanting to get more of it, um, I figured you know maybe maybe I was thinking about it. I was like maybe I'll give Green Lantern Corps a shot. Um, but what put me over the edge was that the cover of issue 35 was just fantastic. Um, it jumps off the off the, uh, uh, the page. Yeah, you've got so so the cover is just basically it's in a yellow but also orange hue, which I thought was an interesting kind of tie to the main Green Lantern title, given what's going on with Agent Orange. Um, but uh, it's got a yellow hue and um, Sinestro kind of coming at you, somewhat in a you know you want to mess with me pose, but also kind of in a Christ pose, but also you know like uh, you know, also a Hitler kind of kind, kind of, of way. In, well I don't know if Hitler ever posed like this. He was a little yeah, but um, his hair yeah. Well that, that's the thing is look at his hair and, and he there he's just turning into Hitler. He's turning into purple Hitler. Well, it's not turning into when yeah. when Van Skyver redesigned him yeah for for Sinestro Corps he said. He's Hitler, right? But it's it, yeah, but it, but these but other artists haven't really carried that through, and this is an advanced Skyver piece, and now now it looks as if like that, that's a notable noticeable change to I know oh my god I'm I'm, I'm narrowing down Sinestro's haircut, but um, <laughs> but this is a di- this is a difference in Sinestro's hair since since we've most recently seen him. Um, maybe he just ran out of product. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. So uh, so I, I saw that cover. I saw that cover, and I was like, damn, I got to pick it up. And uh, boy, am I glad that I did. And it also kind of tied into we've been talking a lot on the on the website and on the podcast about just the idea of jumping into a comic. That if you're you know if you're interested in it, just give it a shot. You'll figure it out. And I was like, you know, let me let me walk the walk here. So I picked up this issue, issue thirty five, and it happens to be part three of the Emerald Eclipse storyline. No idea how many parts there are going to be. I'm guessing maybe four, five, six. I don't know. Um, and just dove right in, and am I glad that I did? It was just uh, this is just like this is like an action movie. This is like a, a sci-fi action movie. Uh, uh, the book kind of opens up with a kind of a, a j- uh, jail breakout 
at, at in Oa where the um, all the yellow lanterns are stored or in, not stored but in in science cells and their jail cells and there's a red lantern just tearing through green lanterns tearing through yellow lanterns and then at the same time all the yellow lantern rings kind of break th- break free and start finding their you know their lanterns and in an awesome kind of rallying kind of moment you know Guy Gardner and and Kyle Rayner and Kilowog and all the other Green Lanterns burst into the area in this great two page uh, two page kind of splash page uh, kind of you know great scene and it just like pretty much once I hit that two page spread th- this book had me I was there I was like all right I'm on board uh, and, it's a fun book it's yeah a lot, it's a lot of fun yeah and I got and I and like I said in my review on fanboy.com, uh, I got to give Tomasi credit that you know for not knowing who more than half these characters are not knowing what you know who this you know how this red lantern is is got out and is doing this without not knowing the other storylines in the book I you know, there's stuff I didn't understand, the stuff I didn't get, but it was told in a way that it filled in the blanks, and anything I needed to know, I was able to find out or figure out on my own, uh, which is really a subtle skill in the in the in the world of comic booking. Um, you know, admittedly, you know, one of the you know people have the complaint about continuity, and it's you know confusing to jump on because other writers haven't been good at this. And Tomasi, I guess he's drawing upon his you know his time as an editor or whatever, I don't know, but he made it really easy just to slide right into this book and read it and enjoy it. It was good. I'm glad you picked it up. It's been it's been really fun. It's been a great co- combination with uh, Green Lantern, the regular book, and it yeah. really it really fleshes out the universe because this is really everything happening around Hal Jordan. Yeah, Green Lantern, the book, is really about Hal Jordan. Focuses on Hal Jordan, and there's a whole other world happening. The, the Green Lantern core is huge, and there's and the Blackest Night stuff is affecting them all. Yeah, and so this really gives you the whole scope of what's happening. You feel much more dread because yeah. you see this is a this is a whole universe. In a wide thing, and I know Josh has just recently started reading it. I've been reading it for a few months. I, this is part three, then I pr- I think I got on at thirty two because I was I read the last part of the previous one, and I read all the parts of this story. Um, I don't think this was the strongest issue of these. Like it was a good comic book, but I was a little surprised that I think it was pick of the week. Um, one of the things is right at the beginning, I read the first three or four pages a bunch of times over because I kept losing track of what was happening a lot. And I really wanted to understand that. But because of the the colors, uh, the Red Lantern was making everything red. And I was like, wait, oh, but, that, but, but, but that's that. that I mean, I, I can kind of see what you're saying. But the I got the sense of chaos and oh, shit. From, yeah, from I know, those but pages, I didn't. Be, you know? But because of the same reason that I didn't know who the characters were necessarily, right. I was trying to sort out who was the red guy, who was the yellow guy. And one thing that got confusing was that the yellow lantern who came out was like rooting for yeah. the red lantern, and then after that, he was rooting against him like a, a panel or two later, and it threw me because the colors had all changed, and I was like, "What, what am I looking at?" So I thought that was a funny moment because he was rooting for the Red Lantern to kill the Green Lanterns, and he thought he was yeah, safe no, in his I, science yeah. cell. And he, I and got he that was, when I figured out what was happening. Yeah. Right. But it took me, like, literally I went back and forth for a while. But I, I do know what was interesting is that I read this. This is, I think, the first thing that I read. I got on the train, and literally, like, I think I read it my entire ride home. Yeah. It's very so, dense. Oh, very, yeah, very like, dense, I got yeah. my I got my two ninety nine worth. And I got one more question, and maybe, Connor, you know the answer. Um, the, Kyle's uh, girlfriend, the Corrigarian... I guess that's what they are. Yeah. Um, who's hot, by the way? Um, <laughs> she, it's true. She's, she's one of those characters. I'm like the hot character. Um, has she been Sinestro's daughter all along, or is that a reveal? I think this is a reveal. I, yeah. I mean, she's she's also a relatively new character herself. Right. So, for, at least to me, I got the se- I, I got the I got the sense yeah. that it was a reveal. Yes. Yeah, so at the end of the issue, um, she and another Green Lantern are on Korrigar trying to keep the peace, and um, and then the last page, like the cover teased, Sinestro appears, you know, taking out the other Green Lantern and saying that I'm just here for a heart to heart, but between you know, my, with my daughter. And so I was like, I, I even I felt the 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 weight of that moment, and I just I got a feeling I, nobody knows that because yeah. I doubt they let Sinestro's daughter be a Green Lantern. Yeah, that's a good point. No, probably not. Well, and then, Ron, the other thing that that you could know before this is that that girl's dating Kyle now. Okay. Like so, and they've decided like two issues ago they decided to break the Green Lantern rules and and, and date each other. Ooh, dangerous. So they're that not allowed makes to date. Not allowed to date. Yeah. yeah. So they said, screw that. And she's like a doctor, I guess. Okay. I, um, I just noticed on the final page of the issue the, with Sinestro, and he's one, it's a great, you know, he's kind of green lit with a green lantern kind of light, lighting him. And, um, but I just noticed he's got a Sinestro core armband. 
I didn't yes. know. I, I didn't know. Has that been a part of his costume the whole time? I just noticed it today. Or well, he's new? got on the cover. He's got an armband on too, but you can't yeah. see where the where the logo would be. Yeah, but it's know, like it's like a Nazi swastika. Push this thing just a little too far. They might. Yeah, maybe a little too on the nose. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but it was it was good. I mean, it read it read really well, and I was able to you know I was able to understand. And and the thing is, like you said, you were kind of surprised it would be the pick of the week. I only had ten books this week. And there was there was a bunch of um, there were a bunch of books that that could have been, but none of them that was like n- none of them that really. Of course, any book could be, but um, but none, <laughs> none of the books actually really kind of reached out to me. I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I picked up this comic, and maybe because this was new and a little bit of yeah, uh, you know, that I, sort I of can thing. understand that. Yeah, so, but um, discovery really helps. But it, I thought it was a solid issue. Like I think it was. Josh is right in that. The, if you look at the last three or four, I think there's been some really, really good ones in the last three or four, and this was a solid one. But yeah. if you go back, it's like, it like a three and a half. Okay, I think to me, that's what I would give it. Like if it's a B plus B, right. but you know, uh, comparative. But it was good, and I, and I, you know, it's I, it just really will. I think anyone reading the and waiting for the Black Knight to start, this was, will really enhance your experience. That's yeah. really the important thing. It'll enhance it in a good way. Absolutely, you can just start reading it. Yeah, the, you've been uh, reading great. And, and you've been thinking about this, just pick this issue up. You'll be fine. Yeah, I th- I, honestly, anybody reading Green Lantern who's not reading Green Lantern Corps, now I'm on board. You, you should be reading it. It makes it better. Um, it makes it more fun. I don't, and I get, but I think it's important to note that I still don't feel like I have to read it. You know, and who it's knows? a really interesting way that they've done that because you don't. Yeah. Like, because I've been reading Green Lantern all along and I don't feel like I've missed anything. People who've read them both all through Sinestro Corps say it makes it better, but you never missed anything. Yeah. I don't know how they work that magic out. Yeah. It's it's better, but it's not necessary, which right. makes it sound like you shouldn't read it, but you should. Right. <laughs> so, um, so the other comic book that was really, really close to me, pick of the week, was uh, Captain America forty nine. Um, what made this What made this one good for you that that the other ones hadn't? What um, What I love is when Captain America now Bucky Captain America isn't even in the book. Yeah. Like I find that just amazing how like how I was completely enthralled with this, you know, cuz so we so Captain America 49 goes back to see what's up with Sharon Carter and what she's up to and she's, you know, kind of at home in her family's estate recovering from everything that's happened to her. We start off with a chilling kind of, you know, uh, uh snapshot into her mind and her nightmares of killing of actually killing Steve, uh, Steve Rogers, the original Captain America. And um and we kind of, you know, and we see Falcons trying to find the evil cap from the 50s, and we get introduced to Sharon Carter. You know, we get, well, not introduced, but reintroduced to Sharon Carter's um, aunt who romanced with Steve Rogers back in the war. And I just, I just found myself incredibly enthralled in, in the story. Like, it, it, you know, it just it was so gripping in terms of what, what the pieces were being laid out. And, you know, and, and Captain America's not even in the damn book. You know who's awesome? I've probably said this before. Sam Wilson is awesome. Okay. <laughs> I love that character to death. That one page where he's like, what are we calling? Evil Cap? I don't know. Bad Cap. We'll call him Bad Cap. It's fine. You have a, it was like, a funny week for Brubaker between this and Incognito. But um, yeah. this was a throwback to the, the, the period of time right after Steve died yeah. issue. Like, yep. it, it felt yeah. like that time right, where there wasn't really a Captain America and it was all about the supporting cast and it and, was really – and that Good. that was really the kind of thing that kind of held it back for me, though, because I felt as if like finally, finally in Captain America, we just we've gotten over Steve Rogers dying, and now I've accepted Bucky and stuff like this, and it's felt like pulling me back to that. Obviously, because they're leading up to the next issue fifty and whatever the black Captain America logo that they're te- teasing, and you know, um, so, you know, whether or not Steve's coming back or not, that's a speculation. I don't think he is, but. Um, uh, I was kind of I, I while I really enjoyed it, I didn't like being jerked back. I wanted more Bucky. So yeah. you know what like, this feels. Uh, it feels like a seventies comic. Yeah, like there's all this like romance, maybe isn't the word, but almost melodrama going on in the background that feels like old comics to me, but not not in a bad way. Yeah, I guess really like yeah. what what the the bit that's going on at the end, the hallucinations. Do you get the sense that I don't know? Like at the end, I was like, well, wait, what's next? What's happening? I like, damn it, right. <laughs> oh. That's the that was the point I think. Like what? Well, yeah, no, like, I know. Like is that say is that Satan behind the red skull? Like when laughing? Like you know? Well, the thing or or are they really screwing with her from afar? Yeah, yeah. Of the other thing that she did was re- reminded me how much I missed the red skull Armin Zola sort of yeah, dynamic combination. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Captain America is an odd book because sometimes it's really great. Other times you're wondering where they're going with it, and sometimes you. Th- I just feel like whatever this huge story is might be trapping Bucky. Because yes. I, I don't feel like he's fully out there. Even though he shows up in New Avengers, I still don't feel like he's a part of the universe yet. Yep. 
And it's yeah. I don't know if it's, that's to his detriment or not. I can't figure it out. And the question sometimes is, I want him to just be out there having adventures that aren't attached to the same long adventure, which I like. Right. But sometimes I just want him to, to go out. And I think him being in New Avengers will help that. We just need time with it, you know. Yeah. So I think it actually is. It speaks to probably his actual place in the Marvel universe. Would it be there? Like it's it's it is unsure. Like yeah. what's what's he gonna be? Steve, what's he gonna turn Steve into? Back. No. Yeah. He's gone. I can hear that. Accept it. <laughs> Um, He's so, only gone until the movie comes out. He'll come back when the movie comes. <laughs> so, Amazing Spider-Man number five ninety-one. Um, Connor, I love this issue. Yeah. Okay. There, there are three reasons why I wanted to wanted to talk about this issue. Um, yeah. One is that this this uh, I believe this represents Dale Eaglesham's first work at Marvel. I guess I, yeah. this is the first time I've seen him draw. Marvel. <laughs> is Spider-Man hulking and gigantic? No, he no, he, he but the human torches. Spider-Man. Yeah, human the torches. Human torches. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, and Marvel coloring is kind of not making it look as good. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, number two was so this what ha- what's happened in this in this comic book is that um, Spider Man and the Fantastic Four are in the Macroverse, and they they apparently they had an adventure there years ago, and now they've returned they're they've returned and they're trying to fix a wrong, and you know that's not important. What's important is that while they're in the Macroverse, time on in our world is moving much faster. So while they're only gone for an issue's worth of stuff, they they miss two months on Earth. And, Plus, for every hour they're in the macroverse, 13 and a half days go by in the regu- right. their, you know, regular world. And there's a series of moments of in between, pa- in between panels with Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four where they show what's going on back on Earth and showing what's happening to everybody in the supporting cast. And I could have read 170 pages of that. It was a brilliant stylistic and structural move, I thought. Yeah. In, it, literally in between a conversation between Spider-Man and Miss Fantastic, in between word balloons, you'd, you'd have this whole set of... Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Thursday, and you'd see the characters' lives progressing, and and really, you see how Spider-Man's life is just completely upside down in this course of a month that he's gone or two months. But when he gets yeah. back, you you see that his life is is no longer what yeah. he, he it was when he left. And it was a really great way to do that. And I loved I loved that sequence. Every every page, I was like, ooh ooh. Yep. You know what's going to happen now? Ooh, what happened to Aunt May? Oh no! Like it was, it yeah. was a really and great, and great slot slot that. wrote it in a way that was really clever and that they tied into each other. Now Aunt May's dating J. Jonah Jameson's father, and J. Jonah Jameson's trying to get back with his wife, and she says, "Take me to my favorite restaurant." And so he makes a reservation, but then Aunt May and his father end up taking the reservation, and J. Jonah's wife gets mad. Like it was just like little clever, subtle things that were just it was it was almost like a Seinfeld episode. And, like, and Peter Peter's nominal love interest ends up. Peter disappears, so she meets another guy, and then yeah. it's and then it's, she's now she's got a boyfriend. By the time when Peter comes back, his girlfriend's gonna be gone, and yeah, and it was just a really great way to turn the you know because his life has been okay at the end, but now it's upside down. He's been gone for two months, so he hasn't paid his rent. Yeah, and and it's just it was a really great. I loved this issue. This issue it was, was great. really really fun. And so the other, and I like I like the way they alternate the artists. It was a good way to show this is the real world, this is the macroverse, and Dick Eaglesham drew the. The real world stuff, and that yeah. was really, really and good. And Kitson drove the macroverse stuff. And the big thing was is that um, throughout the entire this two issue arc, Johnny Storm was getting mad because he didn't know Peter's name and he didn't know Peter's identity, and yet he felt as if he did at one point. And I thought that was interesting because it's the first time really addressing in a year of what happened. And ha- how did you how did you feel about how they handled it, Connor? Uh, it's all right. Well, I, mean, I, I, I thought it was. I'm not sure what the philosophy is. That's yeah, because what happens is that you know Spider Man's trying to explain. They're talking about mind wipe. Like, have they been mind wiped? And how did Spider Man do it? And he's like, no, there's no mind wipe. But then somehow, Sp- and Spider Man's trying to protect his identity. And Fantastic Four is coming back saying, listen, we're family. We need to trust each other, and we 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 trust you. But you know, you've got to tell us, and yeah, and you know, and somehow Peter has this knowledge of what would happen. He's like, well, you know, it's kind of like a psychic block, and when you see me, it's all going to come back. Like, how does he know that? He's smart. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's kind of ham-fisted. But he's existed well, extra dimensionally. Yeah. All yeah. sorts of weird shit happens when you do that. Yeah, I don't know. It just it was just it just for the first time, Spider-Man. It looks as if Spider-Man has a knowledge of what happened to him, which uh, which doesn't jive with me. But that's just me. Well, clearly they've got something going on in the background, and Slot's the one, Slot's the only one really who's been dealing dealing with it. He also dropped a Mary Jane reference at the end of yes. this issue too. Yep. He's been dealing with all the overarching mythology stuff, if you will. Um, yeah. So they obviously have some end point or end game in mind with this with this whole mind wipe thing, and we'll yeah. see where that goes. Curious. So. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I realized that when I picked up Submariner Comics number one. Um, that not until I actually had it in my hand and opened it to have any idea who was writing it. <laughs> who was? I've it, it, well, the, there's the thing is I've seen this cover for months. I was aware of this book coming out. I was aware that Mitch Breitweiser was going to be the artist on it, and I was looking forward to it. And like 
this has got to be the first book in the history of I don't know how long that I went, I have no idea who wrote this before I bought it, which is really interesting to me because I don't do that very often. It was a combination of artist and character that made me want to pick it up, and it was actually Roy Thomas who wrote it. Oh, nice. Now, this resulted in what I think is a lower than deserved score on the rating system at iFanboy. Yes. Because I think that people – now, granted, maybe I read it and gave it a little bit of, a, a, I guess, a, 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 a gimme because I knew it was Roy Thomas and he writes a little more – we'll Throwback call it anachronistically. Yeah. I mean, and that's what he is. However, I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, a, you know, it's the same thing as the Captain America comic we didn't, we didn't get to talk about a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, it's, a throw, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tribute to the World War II comics. It's the 70th anniversary issue, so it's a story set in a World War II period and it's basically just Namor versus Nazis. And it's, it, was mm-hmm. a, it was a nice little story. And, and for the first few pages, you, you wonder if who, who you're supposed to be rooting for. Yeah. Because <laughs> Namor is like, I'm not getting involved in this conflict. And then, he, and then he's like, you know what, maybe I will help the Nazis. And you're just like, uh-oh. <laughs> And I was like, are they really going to do this? Like, they, got me. they got me. They totally did. Yeah, he got um, me too. I was like, wait a minute. They, he's No, he was an invader. Wait, what? No. And then and I was like, wait, but he's well, – who, who do I root for? And then, and then of course, he, he turns – turns, you know, then he realizes he was just faking the whole time and he sinks this U-boat. But it, it looked beautiful. And Honestly, like did, did Brett Weiser – A, was he not perfect for this? For, yeah, like the, the type of story it was and the whole thing in it and he killed it. I mean – Every once in a while, you'd be reading through something, and when, you know we talked to him a while ago, and he was really excited about. It. I hadn't seen any of it. He killed this. Like he's, I, I he's really, he's really good. He's really good with this kind of stuff. Yep. So. This is I a mean, lot he, more. He did a different kind of style too. It yep. was not like the style he did for other books I've read with him. It was a little looser. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the underwater stuff was a little sketchier. It was, it was good. I mean, he, I mean, he's more. so good. I mean, I was moved to buy. I mean, I, b- I bought a page in New York and New York Con from yeah. him. I mean, that's. I mean, I was like, that's with, from the Uncanny Annual because it was, you know, like he's good. His, his pencils are tight. Well, they're not, they're not tight, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, like tight. These are almost. <laughs> these are a lot more sketchy and loose. Yeah. Like, there's a lot yeah. more. You can see the the yeah. brush, and it's it's not not as tight and it worked for this right. it worked really well for this. i didn't actually mean tight like they were tight pencils i meant tight like they were tight you know like, yeah okay, okay. We, got yeah, yeah, we got you okay. we got you we got you, 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 you hear me, bro? Still say that? i feel you i feel you, I, feel you I don't think they do i don't think they do Red top. they do Red they top. do they do they do <laughs> go outside some more um did you, josh did awesome. you read any of the backup stuff tried to yeah i didn't I read liked, it i looked i looked through it i thought the art was surprisingly good on the old 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 golden age stuff the phil everett stuff yeah yeah i tried no, I, I decided to use the like I I got the gist of it through looking at the pictures. It also looked I like think. it was the same story or similar. So it's, I just yeah, there were a lot of words. At one point there was like <laughs> panel, and then there was like a panel full of words, like the, with no picture in it at all. And I was like, oh, and it's really I, like I like Namor. He's ridiculous. Like he, you know, at one point he's in a bar with a, with a tr- with a trench coat on and a fedora, and some woman comes to talk to him. She calls him Namor. How do you know who I am? Also, you got you'll wing, notice you got wings that- on your feet. He's not wearing pants. His his uh his origin is exactly the same as in his very first appearance in 1939. Yeah, like he's got the same name, same backstory, same everything. Like he's he's very consistent. No one's been like, oh, Namor's way out of character. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I love Namor. That's oh. good though. Yeah. Um, you know what impressed the shit out of me, and this is going to be directed towards Connor. Namor uh, was an action <laughs> action comic. Uh, 876. Yes. Oh man, there were some. Good. There were some fantastic pages in this thing. Just the first Crypt- couple pages were Kryptonian knife fight. Oh, exactly. It was a. And, it was this issue was basically a long brawl between Ursa and and Nightwing and Flamebird, and and she came she came equipped with a crypt, kryptonite knife. Yes, and uh, that led to lots of blood. And this is the bloodiest Superman comic I might have ever seen, and that includes <laughs> the death of Superman. Yeah, and this was this was a these, this was a knockdown, dragout brawl, and it was. There were was all awesome. of these full page like figure pieces that were just like like they they really felt them. Like it was, I was really impressed by the art. I kept on like, who's this Eddie Barrows guy? Because he's kind of awesome. it was it it was this was an awesome awesome issue and also the actual writing like the words uh, mostly of i guess ursa's um narration narration i was i was just really impressed by the quality of the prose of it actually i was like oh yeah that's Greg buck in a nutshell right i mean he gives you great action but he also he also builds the character through the action you know well and then and then 
finally, you know, the last bit is I don't know who these two characters are, Nightwing and Flambird. And if you were to ask me a couple of months ago, would you want to read a book about them? I would say no. No, I would not. Um, and he did a really good job of very, very quickly making them be somebody that I was, I was interested in paying attention to. I love um, the moment where they get the upper hand on her and, and they have the opportunity to kill her. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of, them's, one of them wants to kill her and the other one says, no, Superman wouldn't kill her. And that was a really mm-hmm. nice moment. It was, a really, it's a really, it was a really strong issue. And, and anyone who jumped off this book thinking, I don't want to read a book without Superman in it, needs to turn around and get the last two issues. Absolutely. And, and this was the best of them. Um, yes. It's just it's been great, and it was I mean like literal great melding of art and story at the same time. I'm flipping through it right now, and I'm impressed again. It's really something special. I thought I didn't even notice there was a second artist at the very end. Hmm. Yeah, it, I guess you can a, see that. I, I was into it. No, I, I didn't notice. That's the thing. Yeah. I was so into it, and the style was similar that I didn't notice until I got to the very end. And, and but it was good. Cool. Awesome. So uh, real quickly, we just want to thank one of our sponsors, uh, Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, if you uh, want to purchase your comic books online, which a lot of people are doing these days, um, Discount Comic Book Service is the place to go. Uh, they've got everything that you can order in previews. You can, um, you can order from all the titles that all the major companies put out. They've got uh, discounts, you know, ridiculous discounts, like 40 50% off all the major titles. Um, you can track all of your orders online. Uh, and they've you know, got great shipping options. It's really, you know, of all the online retailers, Discount Comic Book Service appears to be the one that everybody seems to love and swear by. Um, so if you want to do your comics purchasing online, go to dcbservice.com. That's dcbservice.com, Discount Comic Book Service, and we thank them for their support. Um, I would say that when I picked up and read uh, Incognito this week, I thought to myself, that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, the middle piece of it. <laughs> like, I thought the I thought the beginning was what like I didn't know who this new character was and I didn't really and then the guys talking about trying to track down the Overkill brother but then the moment the page turned and it started with the main character saying with the narration I was having trouble figuring out how to kill my best friend up until the point where the people come to kill him like that whole sequence was fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. I I would say none of that stuff really bothered me but the part you mentioned is the strongest yeah yeah, yeah that, that totally was the strongest. Absolutely, I like this issue the most. I like I've liked it more with each consecutive issue. It's still at the end of the day. I, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, another criminal. But uh, I did really like the middle section, like Ron said. And I thought it was laugh out loud funny at some yeah. points when they were screwing with the guy's landlord over and over and over. Well, again. And I just love and I just love this narration and talking about it and talking about you know like you know I've I've got to kill him and and you know this, I can't deal with this and then it's going on with it. Then the moment in the car where he breaks down, he's like, "Listen, you little fat fuck!" I was just like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> you know, and then the realization that he liked the guy and it was uh, I thought I thought that whole <laughs> middle sequence was like was was like spot was spot on was just was so good so. But yeah, the rest of the issue. Sure, I'm still not sure about the overall story of this book. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this was the time though that, like, because before I didn't really care about this character at all. But this is the one where I was like, I think I get who he is, and I think I'm enjoying it now. Whereas right. before I was, I was, I was much more reticent. I also like the fact that, like, the two dudes who come after him at the end, like, he's not even concerned. Like, you get the sense of who he was in the criminal hierarchy or whatever. Like. Right. He's got, this guy has a terrible, evil laser gun, and the other guy breathes fire, and that's, that's, that's not his problem. Right. Like, yeah. taking care of them is not the deal. Like, that sort of gets you how, how sort of badass he is. Um, yeah. I know it's fun. And also, I think that um, this was a really strong issue for Sean Phillips, oh, too. Oh, the art was beautiful. The art was really good. The stuff in the, in the car, yeah. you know, that page you're actually talking about specifically. Yeah, really nice, and, and Val Staples too, yeah. to, to the same extent. I really, I really dug this issue. I think this was, this is probably my pick of the week this week. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, DMZ number forty one. I want to talk briefly because it was a one shot issue with uh, art by Nikki Cook. Brian Wood wrote, focusing on the character Z, who I feel is one of the, is the more underused characters of this whole of, of DMZ. Um, she's the she's Maddie's kind of girlfriend, the medic. The, yeah, she, you the, don't really know much about her, do you? No, you don't. And and basically, this issue is kind of filler, but until the next big story arc, I think, where she's you know after all the events that have happened with Parco becoming the governor, and and recently he's you know trying to kick out you know the U.S. government and the free states, and and also there's there's a conflict arising between Trustwell, the uh, the you know the the outsourced military kind of people. Um, she says she gets out. She she moves up to the Upper West Side. She you know leaves Maddie, leaves the whole thing behind. And, and, and still gets pulled into it, um, and so it was a nice little it was a nice little character piece. And Nikki um, Nikki Cook's art was really good, but um, again, like 
the part of what was great for me at DMZ was the edginess of it, and I still and I feel as if Brian Wood, after now establishing order and setting up this government, has lost that edge, and I'm just waiting for him to get it back. So that's DMZ for you. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Hard to um, say. I think of DMZ as like this long, you yeah. know, epic. So I, you know, I feel like he's in the he's in the stabilization period. And it's all going to fall to shit eventually. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. So, but it's I'm just waiting key. for that. Yeah. And I want to see more, I want to see more Z. So yeah. Um. Really quick, the the Fables number eighty three, which is the first part of the Fables crossover, where it's going to go back and forth with Jack for I think nine issues or something like and that. Then they're, spinning, then they're spinning off a new title from it too. Are they? Yeah. How do you know that? And I don't know that. I don't know. Hmm. I don't pay attention to stuff. Um, this is sort of – we're going with sort of a new status quo. This is just a really fun issue. Um, if you're out there reading it, like I think the however many issues it was since the end. It's been like the last four or five issues have been kind of eh. There's been things that have been really good, but he's setting up a new status quo, and so it, it sort of feels – I guess unfamiliar. Two two um, thoughts. Two thoughts about fables. I don't read it, so I'm good, and I'm not making fun of it. Um, was one was that um, I saw the cover in the store, and I thought it was a different book, like because of the mm-hmm. cover treatment. I thought the fables they were doing a mini series that was like the fables crossover. So I thought it was yeah. a clever cover, clever cover. And then from talking to people who read fables and, and hearing stuff, and just hearing your comments now, it sounds like you know he had his ending, and and. So that- and that's yeah, exactly what happened. Right, yeah. Dollar, dollar signs pushed him past the end. Exactly, uh, exactly. And I wonder if that's going to be a good decision in the long run. <laughs> so. No, I think I, – I don't – I mean I – well. I don't read it, so I can't whatever, say. Yeah. Well, you can put whatever you wanted to be. He said that he got there and he thought of all sorts of other stuff that he could keep doing. And, and like he could have naturally ended it there. But there's no reason that he can't keep going. There was never a dip in quality at any point. Right. Um, Sounds like there is now though. No, I think it was. I think it's not a quality dip. I think it's a when there's a radical shift and everything changes, it takes a little while for people to a get used to what's going on and b get moving with it. It's not a fast moving book. It's it's a slow build up kind of book, um, in much the way like I don't know, sort of like Starman is. Like it rewards you for reading it for a really long time. I, I, I just feel like people who used to talk about it all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. never talked about it's, it anymore. It's died down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. used to, remember used to be a year ago. It used to be you know every week we talk about it or somebody would right. talk about it. Something well, now it's just like we never hear about fables anymore. Well, for a year, you know, they were building, they were doing the end bit, um, and now then it was like six months of of there's like a couple of issues of of what happened after that, and then there was a few months of starting the new status quo, and this issue this issue marks when it kicks into into uh, gear. Um, and I liked it. It was gr- it was really good. So I was I was happy to happy to have it. And you know, all the teams are firing on all cylinders, as it were. That was a lot of automotive uh, metaphor. I'd like to apologize. <laughs> we pick a lot of pick number one issues as pick of the week. We just do. That's what we do. It yep. just seems to happen. And oftentimes, those books are never ever heard from again on the show or in general. <laughs> but GI Joe Cobra number two, awesome. Was it still awesome? And was and- not at the store. I tried to get it. Sorry. If I had a pick, it would have been pick it again. It would have been my pick, it, pick of the week again. It's just, it's just nailing. And Ron, you would really like this. It's very much twenty four ish. Oh yeah. Very much chuckles as Jack Bauer. And nice. And it's this has just been a fantastic surprise. Christos Gage isn't someone who's I, I've traditionally loved, but this is this is a fantastic book, and it's gotten better. And now, now I just I, this is so we're talking talk, on the website on ifanboy.com. People are talking. You don't even really need the main book. I mean this. This is this is the this best is a book, one. Yeah, interesting. That's good because I can't uh, find issues of the main book. <laughs> I've looked. But I'm happy that you know, like books that we talk about that just disappear off our radar. I'm happy, I'm happy so far. It's only been one more issue, but so far so good with Jejo Cobra. It's still sticking the quality level. Hmm. Um. Now you'll hear a lot of people say, "Hey, that was another great issue of Walking Dead." Um. <laughs> I'll be honest. This is issue sixty. I was kind of bored. I've been kind of bored. Wow. Because nothing's really happened for a while. And the thing is, even if something does happen, you're kind of so used to it. So-and-so's been killed. You know, somebody else is like... So most of the people who are with them now are people I don't know. I guess, I guess it's like half and half. But I, I was reading this like, I'm just not really excited or tense in the way that I was at some point. Um, I wonder if that's... Uh- from reading it monthly as opposed to once a year. Yeah, interesting. Maybe. I don't know. But I know that I felt like this probably the past couple issues. Like, there have been good ones. You know when I think a lot of 
a lot of dramatic tension went out of it, I think, then, and I think you guys are both caught up to this. Well, the, the very last tr- – well, not Ron. <laughs> Sorry. No, but Ron saw some – well, the uh, last very time ever. The very last trade ended with, with the, the entire status quo changing in a very right. deadly way. And, and I, I, I'm assuming now they're in a whole new type of environment. So, well, no they're, no, they're kind of on the road again. It's like right back to the beginning. But I think that when the, the one character who is very close to the other character got I, I can leave if you want. I can just <laughs> – You know who I'm talking about, right, Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, when that character died – I think it changed a little bit, and it's been harder to keep things glued together, I think, a little bit. Because Rick is really, like, sort of just His wife mopey. got killed, right? She got, like, yes, mowed yes, down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened yeah, okay. at the end of the hardcover I read. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. After she got killed, yeah. I really think that they've lost something. Did they kill the kid, too? The baby. Not the kid. So not it's the just kid. the dad. Oh, okay. yeah. Just the dad and the son. Yeah. And... He like he's he's depressed. Like he's only living for his son at this point, and it's not the same. Like there's no like you don't get that spark of hope or happiness in him at all anymore. He's just kind of going through the motions to protect his son, and there's less dramatic tension for whatever reason. And it's 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 you know it might might pick up, but it's just this very slight feeling I've been noticing with the book. Interesting. And and most people still seem to be loving it. So well, maybe it's just I look me. forward to talking to you about it in a year when the next hardcover comes out. <laughs> you know what's funny is that Kirkman's behind on all the trades of this, even though he's getting all the issues out on time. <laughs> Irony. I've gotten a bunch of emails been like, So where's where's the where's the trades for Invincible Ten? Mm. <laughs> They're on a slow boat from China. That's where they are. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. They've so been hijacked by Somali pirates. <laughs> oh jeez. So, um, so if you go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, you can see all the comics that came out this week, and you can, uh, if you log in, you can uh, do your polls and pick the comics that you're going to buy, and then come back and rate and review them. And uh, we want to share some of the com- some of the comics that you, the iFan base, enjoyed this week or didn't enjoy. Um, and our first one comes from with, by reading some of the reviews from ifanboy.com. Uh, the first one comes from Face, who's writing about Transformers All Hail Megatron number ten. Uh, of which he gave the story a 5 out of 5 and the art a 5 out of 5. And at the time of this recording, 9.1% of the iFanboy community Ow. had this their pick of the week, which I wow. was shocked by. I didn't even know this was I didn't even know this was in print, much less 10 issues. I knew that this was a book that was out. I thought it was going to be like a, I thought it was like a 4 issue series or something. Yeah. So but I know that when yeah, people love the shit out of it. Go oh, no, ahead. And, and like and it was explosion on the on the on the comments about the uh, about about this book, and so I had to go. I had to look to see what the review, see what it was all about. And uh, Face says that uh, not a page, those designated to the story at least, or panel was wasted here. Someone could argue that a two-page spread is a waste of good sequential real estate, but in the case of a Mega Supreme's arrival, it's rarely done any better. This book was just like I said, wow. Quite frequently, I ignore the opportunity to choose a pick of the week because I only read three to four issues and don't feel obligated. But I feel strongly enough that this one to make it my pick of the week, and I'm happy to see that a lot of other readers seem to be doing the same. I had no, I had no idea. We got a bunch, we got some voicemails about Transformers as well. Like I had no idea. Apparently, I need to go look into these Transformers book titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to admit the cover of this issue was. was I, I will really say good. this 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 cover because I, I looked at all the covers. Um, and on a fanboy, and this particular book has great covers. They're yeah. all they're very interestingly designed. They're very unique. I will yeah. give this book that much credit. Yeah. I don't have a lot of interest in Transformers beyond uh, I don't the movie, never have and the old cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I, I every every time I do, it's funny because this is the first GI Joe too. I mean, this is I mean every time they've relaunched Transformers and GI Joe in recent years, I have picked it up to start, and this is the first time I didn't. And it sounds you missed like, the boat on Gia Joe. Yeah, it sounds like I'm missing the boat on both of them. Fuck. You, you, you must have bought some bad Transformers series. Oh yeah. Ooh. So, so I definitely have. Don't and remind I don't even, me. I don't really even care. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, the problem. The problem is almost the problem with Gia Joe is that there's like 14 Transformers books. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. There's at least three. There's probably more than five. Yeah. And, and each character daunting. is two things. Yeah. yeah. So which one? Which ones do you get? There's 14 characters. They all turn into boats. <laughs> Maybe not boats. Uh, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of books. That's what I'm saying. And they'll turn next, the next up, Jess TR, which I is some sort of Jester. Jester. We'll go with that. Uh, I want to talk about Punisher number four by Rick Remender and Jermaine Opeña. Gave the story a four out of five and the art a four out of five. And the user pick of the week percentage at this time of recording is three point nine percent. Some would call it Jerome. I thought it was Jerome Opeña. 
I, it is your own opinion. It was I got you. Good job, you passed. <laughs> For someone used to reading the Garth Ennis version of Punisher, this is different. Though this is a different take, it's refreshing. The book has something that I haven't seen since Marvel Knights Punisher, and that is twisted dark humor. Some find the humorous one-liners bland and cliche. I think they're fun and make Frank seem more psychotic, though less dark and brooding. I've also been uh, digging Frank's new sidekick, and then Microchip is revealed to have faked his death. Well, if you haven't been reading it, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that the, the Punisher is targeting supervillains, and I can't wait until he kills some. <laughs> I'm sure Remender has plans for some more obscure villains to die horrible, amusing deaths. Opeña's art looks great. He can draw a mean-looking Frank Castle and a humorous Ant-Man helmet wearing Frank... Ca- Wait, that was a bad sentence. Uh, he can draw a good Frank Castle and an Ant-Man helmet. That's a paraphrase. Uh, I could do without the old white booties Punisher outfit, though. So far, this has been a fun, good-looking comic. He's right. <laughs> good i mean yeah he, he nailed it on the head is that uh opinion i mean if you know especially right now if you saw the video show this week you saw remender talking about being exclusive to marvel um but <laughs> you know working with opinion it looks like you know he might be working with tony moore in the future it, it's you know it's still enjoyable you know just in with with other people's toys i guess you know mm-hmm. i could still you guys, do you guys both read this book though right you like it yeah i do i could it's amusing still, as hell. Same issue I had with the very first one. I think the coloring, Marvel yes. coloring. Yeah, the Mar- um, Marvel coloring is just is, is getting out of hand. That's for sure. It doesn't do Opeña any favors. Yeah. But the the dude the dude is the dude's the real deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the book is what the book is. It's it's a it's a fun Punisher book. Um, and pitting him against the hood is actually a really good. That's what's going on now. Yeah. Um, that makes good. sense. That's a good pitting. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's it is. A, yeah, it's that's exactly. a good scenario. So and the hood's really out- bad. Yeah. He's really bad. <laughs> He's, no, like he's just a, he's a bad guy. Yeah, like he's a full on like like. Can you get me what I want? No, and he shoots that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, I don't know why there was an Ant Man helmet. I may have missed something earlier, but at the end, he was like a full page picture of him in an Ant Man helmet. <laughs> well, he, he had the full he had the full like Avengers outfit on, right? He had like the shield and the Hawkeye quiver and the Iron Man gloves, right? It was like a full on thing. Not inside the book. Oh, think. really? No, it was just he had some grenades strapped on his chest and an Ant-Man helmet. Somebody posted a picture on our forums, but that's all I know. So. Probably upcoming, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that. Maybe it's something else. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's talk. Yeah. Before so we do that, you, before we do that, though, go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics. Do your stuff. Maybe we'll read your review on a future show. I think we're rusty. I think we're a little rusty. What's that? Little we're tired. a little rusty. I'm there a little it tired. is. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Netflix. You can go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy to, uh, if you haven't signed up, are there any of you left out there who haven't signed up for that? Um, that's a good place. You can get a free two-week trial starting at just uh, four ninety nine. There are over 100,000 titles. There are many ways to consume Netflix, and, and they charge you a couple extra bucks a month if you want to have uh, a Blu-ray disc delivered. And my Blu-ray disc player is fixed, so I'm back, I'm back to doing that. But also, like the Watch It Now stuff has actually been really... Cool. Like I've been, I've been using that a lot lately. Um, everything comes within about a day. Um, you know, it, it's it's just I, I couldn't imagine living without the service. Is what and, I'm saying. And Connor, you got the Roku box, right? Yeah, I got the Roku box, which is the Watch It Now thing. If you don't have, what was it Xbox? I guess. Yeah. You could do it on Xbox 360, or you could do it on a, on a PC or a Mac. And I, I've been, you know, consuming three or four hours a night on the Roku box. It's out of hand. It's a little bit out of hand. I've been going through anymore. No, it's free. It's totally free. You just buy the box. You pay the fee for the box, and, I, and it's literally you can stream as much as you can possibly stream. And I've been watching British TV shows like a madman. I've gone to like <laughs> nice. four shows. I, nice. It's just been ridiculous. And now I think I do live in England. I go outside and wonder why it looks like America. <laughs> Conversely, I've been watching the uh, American Office again. Oh, well, there you go. That's and I found exactly the point when it went downhill. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I've been railing against it. That needs to end. So. I think so, too. Yeah. Yes, it that's does. A diff- that's a different time. Yeah. So. I've been watching Quantum Leap run. They've got all oh, five seasons. Nice, yeah. No, I recently got in the mail. I got the Doctor Strange animated movie, and then I opened it. I go, I don't know why I picked this, and I put it right back <laughs> in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I just had no. At some point, I was like, oh, I should probably watch that. Probably years ago, and then I was just, well, I just mailed it right back. So out there right now, I got Ken Burns Civil War disc three waiting for me, and I'm so excited I can't even explain it. That's funny. I've got the two disc Gettysburg. Oh, nice. There you go. Convergence. Psychic convergence. 
Lovely. Maybe a space. So, all right. Um, so normally, uh, bet now we would go into the email, but uh, we've been we haven't done a bunch of voicemails for a couple of weeks, so we're gonna bypass the emails. But we want to remind you to keep writing into contact at ifanboy.com. Write in your questions, the things you need to know. We love to hear from you. And on next week's show, we'll go back to the emails. Um, but in the meantime, let's dive into the voicemails. We got a bunch of them, um, and uh, this first one we hear back from an ifanboy member. Hi, ifanboy. Uh, this is Patrick Canum from uh, Holt Summit, Missouri. Uh, just wanted to let you know I got the uh, membership pack a week or so ago. Yeah, nice sticker. Those pins were great. That one was an awesome surprise. Uh, then there was the comic uh, Army at Love number one. I looked at it and thought, what is this crap? And, uh, I mean, the cover looked like a Harlequin romance thing with soldiers. But finally I thought, what the hell, and decided to read it. And, oh, cool, there were like 18 bare boobs in it. Awesome. Yeah, I fanboy, you know your fans better than they know themselves or ourselves or whatever. I'm I'm lonely. Bye. And and that that is why we do it. Yes. <laughs> or I really didn't like that series and 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 specifically remember taking it out of oh I can get rid of this. I thought um well let's not admit that. I thought um, <laughs> I thought I thought this voicemail was going to go in a different uh, direction. Yes. Yes. I thought we were going to yell that. Yeah. 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 Thank God. Yeah, thank God. So, yeah. so the benefits of becoming an iFanboy member, we're, we're reading your mind, giving you the comics you want. So. And just a member, member update. Um, uh, we, if, you, if you sign up to be a member, we sent out 60 to 70% of the packs. We have, we have the remaining packs getting ready to go by the end of the month. They'll be out in the mail. So you should, if you become a member and you haven't got your pack yet, be, be patient. It should only be a few more weeks and you should have it. Um, we apologize for the delay. We ran out of supplies. We, we had to reorder Hundreds stuff. Hundreds of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Hundreds thank you for stuff. your support, definitely, too, so, and your patience. So. And the thing with the comic is, literally, we just make a big stack, and the one on top goes in the next envelope. So There's no, you, there's no premeditation. There's no, like, saying, oh, I think. Yeah, if you get one yeah. you don't like, it's. Yeah. it's Sorry. That's just, that's just the way it goes. But you're compelled right. to read it. You have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And I like yeah. that, like, I didn't like a book, but he did and did like a book. Yeah. That's really cool. Cool. You know what I mean? Like it, it's paying it forward. Yeah. And one lucky member is going to get my copy of Action Comics number one. Ooh. Really? Wow. No, they will not. <laughs> All right. Um, our next voicemail has got a question that we everyone really should know the answer to. Hey guys, this is Pat from Chicago patio on the on the website. Um, I love the show. Love the the video podcast. Um, I was. Trying to find an old video podcast uh, when you did the Why the Last Man uh, uh, retrospective, but and I skipped it at the time because I hadn't read it. But now I wanted to go back, and uh, I can't find it because the feed only goes back to like um, last fall. So how do I do? How is that available? I mean, you know, I know it's probably a lot to stream all that, but just wondering. All right, thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye bye. Oh, Pat, killing me, Pat. Uh, well, first off, to answer your question, um, if you go to the if you go to the feeds and like iTunes of the iFanboy Video Show, you only find the last twenty five episodes because we put out a hundred and seventeen, and it's actually very expensive uh, to keep those ep- episodes out um, via the feeds. Uh, bandwidth costs at Revision Three are you know it's a challenge, um, so it, we keep we try to keep it to within the past twenty five, but. Every episode is available for you to download directly. If you're on ifanboy.com, just at the very top of the page in the navigation, click the word podcasts, and there's audio podcast, video podcast, and you can go browse every episode that's ever come out. You can go to the search bar and just search Why the Last Man or video, Why the Last Man, any sort of way. You can go to revision3.com forward slash ifanboy where you can find every episode there for you to download. It's a little more work, but you can, you can get it. And Pat, you, you should know that. You're on fanboy.com. You've got a username. You should see yeah. the little top nav bar. Podcasts. Boom. Video yeah. podcast. Boom. They're all, They're all there. They're all there. They're all there. So for all of you those all of you all of you who want to find older episodes of video show, ifanboy.com forward slash podcasts, click into the video section. You can find all the minis, you can find all the weekly shows. How, Josh, how many shows have we done? You did the math. It's like like we're in the, the, in the hundreds. Lot. Yeah, it's like, a lot. Like like well, was 117 weekly shows. There was 100 and something 30-ish minis. There was we're on this is 180. Yeah. Plus <laughs> plus at least like, 10 talk explodes, a bajillion special I mean like we're in the oh, oh my we're in the high three digits. Oh my god, what have we done with our lives? 
nothing. Oh my nothing. god, this is like an awful realization right now. It's <laughs> like it's like the opposite. Of the this, is, this is an intervention. This is like I fell asleep in 2005 and woke up in 2009 going, oh. <laughs> Did I finish Warcraft? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what level am I? So, Pat, I fanboy.com <laughs> forward slash podcasts. All right. And I want to hear. I, I want to hear. Anyone want to go grind? What's happening? <laughs> All right. Our next, um, our next voicemail is going to make me think a little. Hey, this is Will from Tennessee. It's been a while since I've called. But, uh, you know, I was listening to you guys talk about the, uh, the Eisner Award nominations. I was just kind of thinking that, you know, maybe this year, since we don't have a, uh, you know, a best single issue, but you know there there's still you know best collections and stuff that you know, maybe this is kind of the judges sort of acknowledging the fact that the median the medium is you know in the process of kind of transitioning away from the single issue i mean i know that you know marvel and dc aren't going to stop putting out floppies for a long time but you know we start to we're starting to see more ogns from, from the companies and you know the book sales like at borders and barnes and noble are really starting to you know be you know you know, it's kind of bread and butter for some of these companies. So I was just wondering if maybe this was kind of judges being a little bit more forward-thinking than, uh, you know, we're giving them credit for. Or I could be completely wrong. So I'd like to hear y'all's opinion on that. Have a great week. Uh, adios. Well, that's a good question, which we will answer with pure and idle speculation. Well, I, I mean, when I heard when I heard Will's question, question I my my first thought was he's uh, speculating. He's obviously right. That's obviously what they're doing. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't agree, I don't agree with it but I, I think, think I think that's absolutely their motivation so it's a bad motivation because yeah. part of the art of writing comic books you know like there's there's the there's the endurance run and then there's the sprint and there are certain guys and I don't want the single issue to become a lost art yep me too like the guys who could like Brian K Vaughn can write a hell of a fucking single issue yeah Brad Meltzer and, and that that should still be yeah well <laughs> One, you can write one issue. One. <laughs> but I mean, that should that should be a skill that people go for, and that that's like a cornerstone of what comics have been. Even in the even if you're writing for trades, like to be able to write a great single chapter, yeah, you know, a standalone yeah. story, a one and done, any of those things. The single's dying, and it's, if it dies, it dies. But um, I do think since they're still putting being put out, they should be acknowledged. I mean. I'm a trade guy, sure. and I'm, I would love to see the single issue die, but since they're still not dead and they still come out, they should be honored. Right. And that's, that's my take on it. Like, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I'd rather have trades, but at the same time, singles do exist, so you, there's no reason to prematurely stop acknowledging them and stop honoring them because, yeah. you know, the industry's yeah. moving one way, but it hasn't moved that way yet, so you should still, you yeah, know. Are we, are we also moving away from new artists, which is why we're not uh, acknowledging them either? Yeah. No one new gets to work. Nobody new gets to no. gets no. The door's closed. No one- Stores closed. No one, no, one else des- no one else deserves special recognition. <laughs> well, have you read comics lately? Ugh. Really? All right. Last couple of weeks. Our next, our next question is a question close to Connor's heart. Hey, this is Dave calling from Denver, Colorado. Um, I just bought what I thought was going to be Crisis on Infinite Earth via Amazon.com and waited a couple weeks and pretty excited when I saw a box on my doorstep. Only problem is what I bought was a prose version, so like a written version of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think it's by Wolfman still. Um, my question for you guys is this. If I sit down and read comic books, certain level of, of geekiness, if I sit down and read a book about comic books, have I crossed some sort of line? Am I in no, some new dimension of, of, of geekhood? I don't know. Uh, maybe I worry too much about this stuff, but I thought I'd throw it out there for you guys. Thanks. First, first of all, uh, always double check what you order. Yes, always. <laughs> because uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Although I did laugh, it was funny <laughs> to told. Um, I don't think it's weird to read novelizations of comics. You love no them. More weird. No more weird than it is to read a novelization or anything. Um, I have I own like five comic book novelizations. I have that Crisis novel. I have the Kingdom Come novel. I have the No Man's Land novel, which was written by Greg Ruck. I have the two Queen and Country novels written by Greg Ruck, which aren't necessarily novelizations, but they are continuations of the story. Do the Death of Superman or 
Roger I have the Death Superman novel, yep, by Roger Stern. I have, I mean, it, it's no different than any than a novelization of a movie or anything or anything else. It's just different. It's an adaptation in a different form. There's no shame in it. Are those yeah. Queen and Country books still in print? I don't know. The second one. Private Wars and a Gentleman's Game, right? That's the name of them. The names of them. Yeah, I read one of them. I have them both. If you want to borrow the other one, but yeah, they're yeah. they're all good. I mean, it's just it's just a different way, and and I you shouldn't feel any shame, but you should double check your orders. That's what you should take out of this. Yeah, I think that's 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 very important. Am I ordering what I think I'm ordering? That's the lesson to be learned here. So. That's pretty right. funny though. You open the box up expecting a trade, oh, and you get a. That'd be bad. So, um, so the, our last voicemail is uh, very novelization. Novelization, no less wordy, by the way. <laughs> no, no more wordy. You mean? Our, our last voicemail is very timely, talking about a book we didn't talk about this this episode. Hi, I fanboy. I saw that um, a hundred bullets issue one hundred was coming out recently, and uh, I've never read it before. But I wanted to ask if it would be uh, okay to jump in. All right, thank you. Yeah, I think you should be able to start up with 100 right away. That totally fits in with what we've been saying. Dive right in. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just Please. use Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I, I read the book for 50 issues, and after 30, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get this at all. I, I read the book through the 50s, and then I gave up. Um, from everything I understand, it's a book that um, you have to go back and read in, in chunks or closer to one time, and I'm guessing it makes a lot more sense at that point. But there are a lot of characters and a lot of stuff. And from everything I hear, it feels like the book shed all of the people who weren't enjoying it, because for the last bit, like people have been really into this book, and, and 100... The, hard, the hardcore fans seem to stay with the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's very good, because I was, I was like blown away by it for a really long time. But I just lost it. 100 issues is a lot. It's a that's a lot of comic books, and I remember when it first came out, which means I'm very old. <laughs> um, I was like, "Wow, a hundred issues! That's years and years and years away." And he did it, and yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's a feat, totally. He he definitely deserves credit for it, it even if he doesn't both, make it. they both did it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And Dave Johnson on the covers, and yep. um, they definitely deserve pat on the back, even if it doesn't make any sense. So, I'm, I, see, the thing is, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, no, I'm I sure just, it does too. I'm just I lost. Ron is just bitter because he had an altercation with Brian Azzarello. <laughs> I'd rather not talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a weird history with 100 Bullets. Josh got both of us the trades yep. for Christmas one year, many years ago, and I liked it. So I started buying the issues. Like At that point, they were in the 30s. Yep. And figuring I would fill the hole in via eBay because at the time that was like the early 2000s where I was buying all these old series and runs yeah, on eBay. I remember that. I nev- never got around to it but bought the book for like two and a half years. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So there's about 25 of you getting 100 bullets in the members packs. <laughs> so, and, you, and you can just jump right in on whatever yeah, issue on you get. Yeah. <laughs> on red. Yeah, they're totally well, unread. Know, I, they went right in bags and boards and yeah. never got read. They're totally at, you know, mint condition. At first, I really thought it was going to be a bunch of one-and-done stories like that. I almost thought it was going to be an anthology series, and that's what I was loving about it. Yeah. Not the case. But you hate anthologies. <laughs> I hate people, but I yeah. love gatherings. Odd. <laughs> All right, so if you have a question, you can call us and leave us a voice at one eight 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 fanboys It's one 326 2697 All right, so it is time. We've been teasing it for the past month or so. We have a page of original Mike Allred artwork from Red Rocket 5. Red Rocket 7? Name of the book. Yeah, Red Rocket. Red Rocket. There is no Red Rocket Five. <laughs> and um, and no Red Rocket Seven. I'm holding it in my hand. I'm looking at it. Um, he signed. Oh, it. Oh, I spilled. Nice. It's in plastic. <laughs> don't worry. He signed it. It is from issue one, page five. It's a great kind of uh, opening chapter page. Um, and one lucky iFanboy member is going to receive this, and that winner is William K. Scurry Jr. Congratulations, William. You are the winner of the Mike Allred original art page. Uh, so we will be contacting you to uh, coordinate uh, getting it to you, and we'll be very careful in that regard. <laughs> and uh, congratulations. And, and don't forget, for those of you, sorry you didn't win if you didn't win, but you, we're going to have more giveaways like this, and the only way you can win is if you're an iFanboy member. So make sure you sign up today. An original art page that is badass. This is, I mean, this is several hundred dollars of of art. It's, like it's time yeah. you know that for for years I have been William K. Scurry. <laughs> <laughs> he's my alt. Yeah. He's my alt identity. Nice. Makes shipping so, easy. Yeah. Uh, get to ifanboy.com. That is our website. That is where we pour our heart and soul and many many keystrokes 
Um, the pick of the week review goes up there every Wednesday, the nice uh, written review and all sorts of discussion. You go to the comics section, there's discussion on every single book that comes out. So there's always a place to talk about it, even if we're not talking about it here. Tons of cool stuff. You can go to ifanboy.com slash about to see the social network links, stuff like that. You can, while you're there, you can go over to ifanboy.com slash Amazon. That is in no way homophobic. And you can go to ifanboy.com slash store to uh, look at the memberships, which I'll tell you about in a second. However... It is important while you're there, you are going to find there's going to be a thread that says um, you can help choose the books that we are going to do on our next, uh, not next video show, but on a future video show. Basically, if there's something that you've been burning to think that each of us should have been, should read or, or whatever, not a hundred issue run, a story, a, a trade, something like that. An arc, an something an that's easy, readable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and something that's obtainable. Don't be like, you should read Miracle yeah. Man. 16. Well, it's I, very could, hard. I could read that. I, can get I that. know. But, uh, it was the best example I had. <laughs> anyway, go on there. There's going to be rules about that. Uh, we'll basically we'll we'll pick like we did with the with the manga show. Give us a bunch of suggestions. You get one. You get one get. You get one choice. We'll, we'll pick the first one. But that's all written there. Look for that. It's going to be a red post on the top of the thing. Um, and also Paul Montgomery, one of our staff writers, has has started a a comics creation challenge, a contest, if you will. Um, if you've been thinking about making comics, now is the time. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll link to this in the show notes also, but it was on the site earlier this week. And if you, you can come up with, um, you, you can either write a script and that would work, or you can find an artist or you can draw it, um, a, a, an adaptation of your favorite fable or fairy tale or, or, you know, legend kind of story. Um, go look at the link, read up on that. There's a couple of prizes involved. Uh, the writing pictures, drawing words, a book from first, second press on how to make comics. And, and we recently added the, uh, collection of James Jean's fables covers, uh, as, as prizes to be that's, judged by Paul. That's a fun contest. And you don't need to be an iFanboy member for this contest, but we, no. it, we suggest it, but, um, you don't need to be an artist, but you yeah, need to exactly. get up ass and do something yeah. you go read about it. It's really cool. Tons of response. I'm really glad I'm going to be doing something. I am not eligible to win. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. I was, I was psyched when I saw that post. So, very cool. Enter today. Another way of supporting <laughs> iFan, iFanboy, as we mentioned earlier, was to become an iFanboy member. That's how you win the prizes. For $4 a month or $42 a year, you get the iFanboy prize pack, which includes a sticker, some buttons, and the aforementioned random comic book from our collections. Maybe it'll be 100 bullets. Maybe it won't be. Some of you might have got that already. You can also get the higher level membership, which is $10 a month or $100 a year, which gets you the prize pack, plus the special edition iFanboy members t-shirt, which is exclusive to members. You can only get it by being a member. And that's how it really helps the show out. Really, we really appreciate it. Every member is important to us. We are about halfway to our ideal goal. So if you're thinking about it and you wanted to support the show, if you want a tra- chance to win these great prizes, become an iFanboy member, member today. I've got to say one of the coolest things is walking around Seattle at the Emerald City Comic Con and seeing not just one random person, but like multiple people in iFanboy member shirts wearing them proudly, seeing people with Herm buttons and IF buttons. And it was, it was very, very cool to see everybody come out at the con and represent iFanboy. And I hope to see it at San Diego and all the other cons. So it's a good way to get noticed and to know, who you, you know that, you're, that you're a member. So thank you. You're doing thank the you. right thing. You're doing God's work. Yeah. What you're doing. So, something else we like to offer for the people and helps the show out too is our limited edition t-shirts and if you like the Herm shirt that was the first one which is now sold out uh, the new shirt's available it's the Great Power Get Responsibility shirt and you can find that at store.ifanboy.com and that one is available for pre-order it's going to go on sale in about a month in May so if you want to make sure you get on that uh, shirt now and not miss out like with, with the Herm shirt then you should go and pre-order it now we've got a lot of pre-orders they've been flying off the, flying off the virtual shelves so, so. don't miss out as you do, we we are thinking about possibly redoing the Herm shirt we're asking if you're interested to email us at contact.ifanboy.com with Herm in the title and your name and what size you'd want but we we're getting a good response to that we're about halfway to the point where we'd, we would reorder the shirts so if you want a Herm shirt and missed out and thinking about it We'll just let us know because if you want it, we'll we'll, set, we'll we'll do a new run on it. But we won't if you don't hear from people. So that's something to keep in mind. It's important to note that neither of the shirts have anything to do with comics. No, yes, none. None whatsoever. Random just, confluence of words. We and just pictures. thought there were interesting designs. So yeah. Um, yeah. if you want a safer uh, T-shirt in terms of copyright, you can go to revision3.com forward slash store and pick up the iFanboy intern shirt. Um, there's a few still left. Uh, Fifteen ninety nine. Get them while you can. Kind of safe. Kind of. 
Every Wednesday, we've got a video show, revision3.com slash iFanboy and at iFanboy.com or on your TiVo on Thursday, I believe, right? Yep. On Thursday. Well, it, 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 we're, we're working on it. That's TiVo. It takes a couple. It takes a day or so before it comes out. So sometimes Thursday, we're trying to get it back to Wednesday. So, Well, whatever. TiVo's good. Yep. Uh, this past week, you saw Ron and Gordon the Intern's Wacky Adventures in Emerald City Con. Which was certainly an eye-opener. I don't know why we let you off the leash by yourself. It was wacky, wasn't it? Well, we might have to institute a rules about that. We'll have a meeting later. We'll talk to my It was PA like an we'll hour play. straight of Ron. <laughs> it's too much Ron for anyone. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. You went and did a con, you know, for all intents and purposes by yourself. Dude, you have no idea. Oh, man, it was exhausting. I do have an idea. Yeah, no, it was exhausting. You do, actually. You, of all people, you both have an idea of what we did. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would say that if anybody can relate to you here. Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. Next week is the Vault Show. It's our, it's our return to the Vault. We've got some cool books to talk about, so look for that next Wednesday. And you can email us at contact.fanboy.com. You can call us at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. With any comments or questions or concerns, discussion topics, anything you want, rants about how we hate a certain podcast, anything. We don't hate around comics. We love those guys. Uh, we alert. said they stink. Irony you alert. think we'd really go after somebody and say they stink? Yeah, but we have more reviews than them, so whatever. That's true. <laughs> they stink. Irony alert! <laughs> and if you do like us better than Around Comics, you can leave a review at iTunes. <laughs> and, uh, or no, leave a review for Around Comics. They're, they, they're great, too. Leave a, whatever, whatever podcast you listen to, leave a review in iTunes. It really helps them get noticed by new listeners and that sort of thing. Um, or better yet, you know, go out and tell people about iFanboy if you haven't already or if they're tired of hearing about it. Just keep doing it. Keep railing on them. iFanboy, iFanboy, iFanboy. Um, get the, help us get the word out. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who has done that. So thank you. All right. Well, that was a doozy of a show. That's for sure. So, <laughs> that's good or a bad word? Ah, good word. It's a doozy, good, it was a doozy. It was a good doozy. So. Doozy of a word. <laughs> All right. So until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I am Josh. You always turn into Eeyore at the end. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, you have. You used to do a little funny what you are, but now you now you just moan. I'm Josh. <laughs> You know, I, I don't have to do this. <laughs> I've done this 180 times. <laughs> I mean, personally, I could walk away right now. I've got my fucking fill. You know what I mean? <laughs>